Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. If you're listening to this show, then you're ready. No, you're more than ready to make a change and create a massive breakthrough in your life or your business. See, I've been in your shoes and know what it feels like to be frustrated, tired, and hungry for more. What catapulted me to new heights was having a clear vision for what I wanted in life, a target, purpose, something I could work towards tirelessly something I could feel, hear, smell, and dream about. This took me three years to find, but it doesn't have to take you that long. If you need a target, a purpose, if you need a spark in your life, for a limited time, I'm offering you a free one-hour coaching session with me. That's a value of over $250. But here's the catch. I'm only offering this to five people. The first five people that book this call will get a chance to go through a one-hour sit-down coaching session with me. So if you want to be one of those five people and grab that one-hour time slot, click the link in the description to this podcast. It reads, grab your spot here. I look forward to speaking with you. Joining us today on the podcast is Madeline Taylor. Madeline is the co-founder of Content Refined a complete end-to-end content marketing solution. Madeline is the driving force behind the business management and growth of Content Refined. As a young entrepreneur, she is always looking for different ways to improve the business for her clients and for her employees. Today on the show, Madeline shares her amazing entrepreneurial journey with us, along with some real lessons that you can start, take, and implement in your life. So as always, everyone, be sure you grab that pen, pad of paper, sit back, and really dive deep in today's interview with Madeline Taylor. Enjoy. Well, Madeline Taylor, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, Madeline, say for some you know listeners out there and people kind of being first introduced to you, um, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So my name is Madeline and um, I am the CEO and co-founder of a business called Content Refined, uh, which is a content marketing agency um, based out of Collingwood, Ontario. Um, And essentially what we do is we simplify the process of content creation um, and we aim to be your in-house content marketing team. So um, what that means is basically if you have a website or a business and you need organic traffic to your website, uh, we will work on a on a content marketing campaign for you that will hopefully drive some additional eyes onto your website. Which is so very valuable and useful because not a lot of people out there, and know you know this, Madeline, where 
their startup and you don't have a whole bunch of money for paid advertising. So organic really is uh, is, a, is a really solid approach for you to start. Yes, absolutely. And super important. Yeah. Totally. So how did you get into this? Like, uh, if you wouldn't mind kind of taking an overview, like what got, what led you into content marketing? For sure. Well, um, to be completely honest, it was a total accident. Um, <laughs> as uh, I hear this a lot, actually, with other entrepreneurs that, uh, that their business was a bit of an accident. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, kind of what happened. I um, had been living in Toronto. And as you know very well, um, Toronto is a very, very busy place. You get stuck in traffic a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just uh, at a certain point, you know, in my in my youth, it was an awesome, super fun place to be, great place to start my career. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I started spending a lot of time up north and uh, my heart was definitely here um, up north and um, I just wanted a lifestyle change. So I decided to move. Um, but as you know, this area of Ontario doesn't have a huge um, amount of industry. Yeah. Uh, there aren't a ton of job opportunities. It's, uh, it, it, it was pretty, um, how do I say this? Uh, the job market was pretty dry up here when I, when totally. I was first. Um, so I ended up taking a, a leap of faith and uh, moved up here um, by very like serendipitous um, sort of factors uh, connected with a guy named John up here um, and uh, we started working on his portfolio of websites um, and started building out this like process of, of um, consistent content creation for his own websites um, and then once we had sort of successfully done that um, we wrapped that process up into like a clean little package and started selling it as a like a productized service to an audience um, which took off really, really well. Um, and then we sort of refined the process um, and started doing better marketing and uh, grew the business into a pretty substantial little business. That's great. And, you know, how quickly did things, I mean, when you decided that you wanted to start Content Refined, you created an offer, you knew who you wanted to service. How long was it until you, say, got your first customer? Um, well, so what we did was John, John essentially had a, a blog um, called like authority website income. And he had been running that blog for years, like eight years. So he had a really, really big following already. Um, so we had like our list of beta clients already. So gotcha. for us, gotcha. that was like a little bit of a shoe in for us. Um, so we didn't have to spend a lot of time, um, doing a whole bunch of marketing, trying to, you know, find customers. We had a list of ideal clients already. So all we really had to do was like handpick um, of uh, like a handful of them, um, and ask them to be beta clients for our new service. And so that was our sort of our shoe in. And that's what really allowed us to, um, to refine the process, um, and, and ca like cater to these people. Um, and so once we sort of got through our first initial stage of beta testing, then we opened it up and, uh, and personally approached other people. And then that's sort of how it organically grew. Got you. And what uh, what types of businesses are you specifically working with and helping? Um, great question. So uh, we have two sort of main clientele um, or two personas per se. Okay. Um, so persona number one um, is uh, essentially like somebody like John who has a portfolio of like affiliate websites yep. um, that just need like a massive amount of um, really well written content. 
um, to drive affiliate sales um, for their websites. So that's our persona number one. Our persona number two is somebody who actually works um, for a company and who's responsible for all of the like marketing um, marketing for their company. Got you. Um, yeah. So then they essentially white label our service um, to create content for for their company. Got you. So majority of people you're working with understand that they need content, but they just don't know what to do or how to create the content themselves. Yeah, for sure. Might not have the skill set or um, or the time. Got you. Yeah. And I preach this all the time. I mean, content is I believe content is king. Like if you're trying oh. to especially establish a brand um, or if you're starting a business, you need so much content out there to be able to sort of capture your little niche that you're trying to create and um, having a strategy like what you do is, is super valuable. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't really take into account. Like, oh, creating a, like a content marketing strategy, um, people think you can just kind of sit down and, and brainstorm and um, come up with a plan, which you can, but you actually also need like data to back that up. So there's mm. like a lot of stuff that goes into um, like our, our marketing research, um, like such as keyword research, which is like actually really data oriented. Um, yes. And you actually like you have to have the correct tools um, and which are like really expensive to, to use. Um, and so if you're not doing some of that stuff, like you're really at a disadvantage. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest um, sort of question mark people have is, you know, when I create all this content, how do I know if people are, are reading it or listening to it or watching it? Like, how do you how do you track it? Right. I think that's the biggest thing people sort of worry about. Totally. And it is like a, a skill set and um you know, this is, this is a full-time job for people like this yeah. is. Um, and, and so like, if you're trying to do everything on your own, like, I don't think people quite understand like how much effort, um, and how much actually goes into, um, the, the whole wheel of content marketing. Yeah, totally. What's your favorite form of content? Ooh, my favorite form of content. Yeah. Um, like in, in terms of like blogs in terms of video, all that stuff. Yeah. So you take like video, blog, audio, all those different forms of content. Like which one do you feel is the most effective? Um, it, de it totally depends on like your brand. Um, hmm. but I personally believe I might be biased because we create written content only. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I personally believe that, um, that written con content goes a really long way. Um, with that being said, if you, uh, with that being said, if you have like a video that goes viral, of course, that's going to be super effective and that's going to be um, a huge, huge driver in your sales. Um, but like the rate, like it's really hard to make a video go viral. <laughs> totally. And it, takes a, and it does take a little bit of luck as well. Yeah. I, but one thing I do, I do love, like for me, Madeline, is I don't do a lot of video, but that's what I want to start doing because I look at it and I'm like, if I create, say, a long form video then I can cut those up into like mini short videos. Then I can transcribe the audio and now I have a podcast and then I can transcribe that and now I have a few articles. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that's the that's one beauty about the video over the others. But I understand that like more effective people, I still think people like to read. I do. Yeah, I, com I completely agree. And um, just in terms of like search engine optimization, um, you know, Google is is primarily looking for um, like written content as well. 
Got you. So how long ago, um, I don't know if I, if you mentioned this, how long ago did you start Content Refined? Like how long ago did you move to Collingwood? Uh, about two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. So this is a fairly, this is still a fairly new business. Yeah, it's still relatively, yeah, relatively new. Um, actually very new, yeah. Um, in, yeah. The, in the grand scheme of things, it's very new. Um, and yeah, we've just been grinding away and it's been, uh, it's, it's been a lot of work, but, um, but yeah, the grind, the grind is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I always feel like it's important to, to not only share the good, but to kind of share some struggles. Cause I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it's not always up. There are some downs. So for you in the two and a half years that you've been doing this, like what has been the biggest sort of hurdle say that you have faced as a company? Oh my gosh. Um, there are lots. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. I, is always like to say that our best, our like very best SOPs, so like standard operating procedures, derive from our biggest mistakes. Hmm. Um, so, for example, like our whole process around um, our our hiring of contractors um, came from our biggest mistakes in hiring the wrong people. Um, so that I think that was probably our biggest struggle was like finding consistent, non-flaky uh, contractors, um, yeah. to, to help run our business. Um, because we do contract, uh, all of the, the writing aspect. We have a, like an inventory of about 60 writers, but, um, we had to create like a, a operating procedure that essentially allows us to, um, filter the bottom 10% of our writing staff all the time, because that's the only way that we can ensure constant quality. Um, and, and so that was like a big learning curve for us because, you know, we get attached to, to writers for, uh, for personal reasons, right. Um, you develop relationships with people and then, um, once they like flake out on you a couple of times, it's human nature to, you know, give second chances, et cetera. Um, but yeah, so we learned the hard way that like second chances for contractors are, is a no go. It's going to sink your business. So, um, how do you systematically get rid of that problem? Um, and it's by, you know, for us, it's by creating a, a culture in our, in our contractors that they know that if they're the bottom 10% that they're going to get cut. Um, and that's just the way it is. Um, so so yeah, I think that was our, our biggest struggle in the beginning um, was how do we how do we ensure that that we're getting the same level of quality each time? Um, yeah. And another big hurdle, I wouldn't say that it was like a struggle per se because I don't want to frame it in that. Sense. Of course. Uh, but uh, but I actually um, had a baby uh, hmm. <laughs> last yeah in July. Um, so I. Uh, it, it was much sooner than we had anticipated. Um, okay. And, and so yeah, we were like right in the infancy stage of our, of, of the business. And I found out I was pregnant and, um, I really wanted to be able to take a maternity leave. Um, so I had to, I had a, like a nine month ticking time bomb to get the business, uh, to, up to a point where I could successfully walk away from it and, and for it not to collapse when yep. I did that. Yep. Um, and so that really, really forced me to get my shit together and, um, and, and really proceduralize the business to a point that I could step away from it and hire somebody to do my job for a bit. Yeah. And, and I think that's so very important because I, I think a lot of people own businesses, but they're unable to do that. Right. 
and they're unable to step out. And if they did get sick or they do have a baby, like you still have to be working during those periods, a lot of these business owners, but understanding about systemizing it and taking yourself out of the business, I think super important. And obviously that's what you've done for you, Madeline. Like what's the big vision with this business? Like thinking 10 years down the road, where ultimately do you want to take this? That's a great question. So my business partner and I talk about this all the time. And um, part of me wants to wants to really grow this business into, um, you know, a really a really big business where we're doing, you know, upwards of five hundred thousand dollars in monthly recurring revenue. I really want to um, like invest in a in a really great tech stack to make that um, a sustainable like sustainable number. Um, yeah. I want to invest in the right staff. I want to bring a few more people in house. Um, so like that would be very ideal. Um, but then another part of me is, is like the entrepreneur in me, um, kind of wants to build this thing up, uh, to a point where it's like sellable, um, and, and sell it for a, for a pretty penny and be work optional. (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice. Um, so I don't know, like, that's a great question. It's, um, it's, yeah, it could go either way, um, I guess, depending on what other, what other factors are happening in my life. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And, and it's important to to know that. And it's important to understand that maybe like I think for a lot of people, I think it's really important to build a business that is sellable because Definitely. not that you want to sell it, but you want to have that option. And I think that the more pillars you can have in terms of even how you bring in customers or how you sell or how you are, what you're going to do in the future, the more options you have, the more diversified you are. And it's like with money, right? You want to be diversified. So if the market does crash and you have some money in stocks, well, you still have some money in real estate and you have businesses and other things too, right? Exactly. You know, and, and I definitely want to be in the position where, it, you know, things are volatile online. And if, some if one pillar gets kicked down that I've still got another leg to stand on so yeah um, yeah so I, I have no idea we'll I guess we'll see <laughs> totally well obviously I mean two and a half years you've learned a lot and um, what I'm interested to kind of know are some of the the daily behaviors you have because um, I know kind of going from a job into starting your own business is a transition a lot of people are going through that transition I'm wondering for you, like, what what are some winning behaviors that you have that you do every single day, which helps you sort of stay on task and get things done throughout the day? Oh, that's a great question. So um, I'm not sure if I'm actually I'm very sure that other people have this um, problem as well. But like I uh, if I work from home, mm-hmm. um, I will get distracted with the little things. Yeah. So like. Like I'll, I'll get up and like make myself a snack like six times throughout the day if I'm yep. at home. You know, like I will go change the laundry. I'll, I'll sweep. I'll do some cleaning. I'll, um, I'll do things that I wouldn't usually do if I were in an office setting. Totally. Um, so for me, winning, winning behaviors, um, are to book time where I'm actually like in like a work environment. So we uh, work out of a co- like a co- co-working space here in Collingwood. Okay. okay, that's super important for me in terms of like daily structure. Um, so that's that's what I do to to make sure that my um, that I'm allocating and blocking off time for the business. 
Yeah, I, I fell into the same trap of <laughs> you're working from home and all of a sudden you can get distracted and you it's exactly right. You go and you make yourself a few few snacks and you want a coffee and you go up and all, all of a sudden you look and it's it's one twenty three and you haven't done too much today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, you, you, you take a shower, you do all that, you know, like it's just it's uh, it's definitely um, something that can eat away at your day. Um, and so I, I just force myself to be in a, in an environment where that's just like not really an option. Yes. Um, but yes. that I also have the flexibility to, you know, um, take off if I need to, or, or go meet somebody for a coffee uptown if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, like I have sort of the best of both worlds where I'm, I feel like I've got, um, an environment that disciplines me, but the flexibility to sort of do what I want. Yeah. And it's so important, especially like environments, like ensuring that you put yourself in a, in a creative environment when you need to do creative and when you need to sort of hatch down, you need to be put in that environment, which is so, so very important. Um, for you, Madeline, like based on where you are right now, I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. say you had the chance to go back and maybe sit down with the 18 year old version of yourself. Okay. Yeah. And not yeah. change anything, not necessarily change anything, but maybe just offer a piece of advice or piece of guidance. I'm wondering for you what that would be. That's a great question. I get this a lot actually. And, um, and like, I think I truly believe that every, every single, um, good moment and bad moment in, in my life, um, has led me to where I am today. So like, yes, I would never, I would never go back and change anything. Um, but a piece of advice, um, that I would probably give myself, um, if I, oh yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> I would just ask myself and be like, Hey, go take a math course because you suck at math and it's going to help you later. <laughs> totally. So yes, that's what I would do. I, uh, I still sort of suck at math and I wish that I had invested more time, um, when I was younger in, uh, in, yeah, investing in my education in, in math and accounting and finances, because that's been, uh, for me in, in business has been probably my biggest challenge. Um, and so, and I have like recently invested a lot of time in, in courses and learning. And so, yeah, I wish I I would have done that when I was a little younger so I didn't have to, um, not waste time on it while I was older, but like invest so much time on it at this point in my life. Yeah, and what she's talking about is financial math, everyone. You have to understand when you're a business owner, you have to have clear control over your numbers. Um, yeah. It's it's not algebra. I mean, some of it is algebra, but I think what you're talking about is just having a real good grasp on understanding expenses and understanding how much money you need and taxes and all those different things that, oh, that like is really and- required. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, that is something that I've spent so much time on over the last couple of years trying to really, really wrap my head around. So, um, it, it's better now. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm better at it now, but it's taken a long time and it's taken a lot of money to, to educate myself. So, yeah. And I think, I don't know if you found this, but like, I think even when I did this is, you know, you kind of go through it and everyone has a, a want when they're starting to help people. And oftentimes you want to do it for a rate that you feel like everyone can afford so you can help more people. But I mean, you have to make money. And if you don't make money, then you can't help anybody. 
So you yeah. have to, you, it's not being selfish. It's just being realistic with saying, if I want to make a profit and help people, this is what I need to charge. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um, so Madeline, if people want to reach out to you, connect, um, learn more about what Content Refined is and what you do, where's the best place they can go? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can visit the website at uh, contentrefined.com. Um, you can email me directly at uh, Maddie, so M-A-D-D-I-E, at contentrefined.com. Um, what we like to do is um, give away. So I'm not sure if, you know, like content is something that everybody needs. Yep. And um, entrepreneurs don't often... Um, have the budget at the beginning to, to outsource this stuff. Um, so we do like to offer um, our like article writing templates for free. Great. Um, Great. So if, if you go onto our website, onto our podcast page that I'm sure you'll put in the show notes, yep. um, you can uh, you can input the code uh, to get an instant download for all of all of our um, uh, like content writing SOPs. Um, so that's, that's for your audience. It's a gift from Amazing. us. Um, and if anybody would like to try um, Content Refined, we can honor 20% off of month one um, of any of our packages. That is fantastic. Everyone, that is contentrefined.com. Um, Madeline shared her email address. And like I had said, when someone who's an expert like Madeline shares their email address, when you reach out, be sure that um, you're very concise and you, you share with her what you want to learn and she will be happy to help you. But take advantage of that if you are looking to build content, which I'm sure a lot of you are. Take advantage of that giveaway. Um, I, I know that as a business, content is king, like I consistently say, and if you're trying to get attention, this is one real way in which you can do it without spending thousands and thousands of dollars on ads. And now, Madeline, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is I'm going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing that I uh, like to do um, in the morning, uh, as, as I'm sure everybody starts their day off sometimes with some stressful situations, with some um, a little bit of anxiety um, about the business, etc. Um, I like to wake up and think of three things that I'm grateful for. Um, and I hope that that helps you start your day off on a positive foot. Amazing. Gratitude, everyone. And as you can see from this interview, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, being grateful. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Madeline Taylor. Madeline, I want to thank you again so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, you found massive value in it, please hit that subscribe button. Drop us a comment. We'd love to hear your, your thoughts and, and comments. Also, share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.